How's it going, everyone? Jeff Johnson live from his couch in Northeast Cedar Rapids here with Jeff Linder live from his kitchen, at dining the table room. From All right. Drive. in his uh, Northeast side house. So we're here for an edition of the Prep Huddle podcast. Two weeks to go, believe it or not, folks, in the regular season for the smaller classes. Three weeks to go um, for the bigger classes. If you do, if you're not aware, um, your smaller classes, Jeff. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your top four teams in each district get in. Um, no questions asked. Obviously, there's going to be some tiebreakers that are going to come into effect, uh, and then they'll they'll sort it out that way as far as who's one through four in each district, and that'll be used to um, determine pairings for for playoffs. And then uh, in the other big, the larger classes, excuse me, <clears throat> um, you've got, uh, what, top two, I believe, in, in the districts get in. Um, and then some, yeah, and then some at-large uh, with using the uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association's RPI system. And, uh, and then in 5A, it's all RPI. So, um yeah these are if you want to get in you better start you better win games here the last couple of weeks three weeks i guess basically is what we're saying and then again correct me if i'm wrong jeff but if you do not make the playoffs in the smaller classes you can still get a ninth um regular season game in um by scheduling another um team that didn't make the playoffs correct that's correct one little amendment to what you said eight player there's 10 districts Three teams get in from each district automatically. And then the last two teams are, I think it's that plus or minus 17 tiebreakers. Okay. Yeah, the eight-player teams. All right. All right. Well, um, you know, we're talking about the RPI, so why don't we I'm, uh, kind of mix up a little bit of the order here and, and maybe uh, talk a little bit about um, the RPI that was released by the Iowa High School Athletic Association earlier this week. And again, I mean, the, this is going to fluctuate, correct, Jeff? You're not here in the last two, three weeks as, uh, you know, what your number is now. I mean, you still have an opportunity to to go high or, unfortunately, maybe go low, right? Yeah. Um, what we, what, actually, I, I've been calculating it myself since week one, and it's what I've got is just really close to what, uh, to what the uh, – association has so i think we've got, we've got a pretty good handle on it um what the one thing we do know is what teams are going to be sitting well um as opposed to other teams based on their strength of schedule um teams in central iowa the dowlings uh the ankeny schools those schools are, are going to have really high uh second and third factors, whether that's the opponent records or the opponent's opponent's records. So that's going to, you know, that's going to lift all ships up in central Iowa, um, as opposed to uh, more or so around here. Prairie's going to have a good uh, break record. Kennedy is not. Valley is not. Davenport West definitely is not. Um, Cedar Falls, not really. I sitting pretty well. Uh, Iowa City West, not so much. Lamar, if it's, uh, you know, gets into a tie break with its record, will be sitting pretty well. So, um, you know, uh, as far as, like, 
let's throw Davenport West out. Davenport West won't get in at six and three. Might not get in at seven and two. Uh, Winmar, on the other hand, might might get in at five and four. Definitely would get in at six and three. So that's kind of what we've uh, what we're starting. The trends we're starting to see now. And again, as Jeff said, Davenport West wise, it just comes simply comes down to um, strength of schedule. Um, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and say one negative word about the job that uh, Brandon Cruz has done with with that program, which has struggled for uh, a long time, quite frankly. Uh, for them to be six and zero playing whoever they're playing, what an amazing accomplishment! And it's great, I think, for uh, for Davenport public school football, quite frankly, which in general has, has struggled uh, over these, uh, you know, quite, quite a few years. So what a great job but, uh, by the Falcons. But they have, when you look at, as Jeff said, opponents' records, uh, the right now it's 17 and 37, which is the lowest winning percentage of any school in 5A, uh, which means that, as Jeff said, um, there's no margin for error here for West uh, and they're sitting sixth right now in the RPI and that, you know, you might not think that that makes any sense, but you know, uh, opponent opponents records is, is really the, the, uh, the big time thing here when it comes to con conducting the RPI. And that's kind of what Jeff, why you see uh, Dowling's your top ranked team in five, a uh, despite a loss Pleasant Valley, which doesn't have a loss is the, your number two. Is it correct? Yeah, uh, Dowling's uh, opponent's win percentage is 32 and 22. Uh, PV is 22 and 32, and that more than makes up for the differences between 6 and 0 and 5 and 1. Uh, the third factor between uh, opponent's percentage is, is basically, basically identical between the two, so that doesn't make a lot of difference. But uh, uh, they're both going to be really high seeds. For PV to be the uh, one seed overall, they're going to have to win out, and Dowling's going to have to lose one more. And Ankeny might need to lose one more as well. Let's look at 4A, where it's it's a little bit different, uh, you know, as we said, where you have district um, winners and runners-up that, that automatically qualify. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the remaining spots uh, are determined by RPI. Cedar Rapids Xavier is your, has your, number, or your top RPI right now overall in the state with uh, Waverly, Shell Rock, Council Bluffs, Lewis Central, right there uh, at two and three. And then you've got uh, a couple of undefeated teams in, in Fort Madison and Newton at four or five, who uh, you know, haven't played the, uh, the schedules that, that the uh, aforementioned schools have. Jeff, is there an opportunity for you know, like a Fort Madison or a Newton not to get in at all, um, despite being four and five right now in the RPI? Well, yeah, uh, there is, but um, the, the difference is the top two teams in each district are, are tied in. They're going to be automatic qualifiers. So if Newton, if Newton would beat Wash this week and then lose out, let's say, I think they're still going to get in at seven and two. I don't think they would get, at, get in at six and three. Uh, you know, they're, they're still sitting fifth, which is great. But you've got some five and one teams like Liberty, Indianola. The schools are kind of nipping at their heels there a little bit, and they'll probably overtake Newton, even if Newton wins out. Um, so right now, um, the, the 12, if the playoffs were today, the 12 uh, uh, automatic bids would be Spencer and Webster City, 
Waverly and Western Dubuque, Fort Madison and Liberty, Xavier Newton, Indianola Carlisle, Lewis Central and Glenwood, and then the four uh, uh, at large is at Farrar, North Scott, East City, and Now, here's one question for you, um, <laughs> which, which I guess is, is kind of self-explanatory when I when I explained it here. Uh, in the RPI, we've got Clear Creek and Man at 19, Cedar Rapids, Washington at 20. They have identical records at three and three. Washington just beat Clear Creek and Man at Clear Creek and Man. Uh, the final score was closer than than most of the game went. Washington was up 21 points in the second half and made some mistakes and kind of had to hang on. So I guess from my end of it, Jeff, head-to-head uh, -head means absolutely nothing. Correct? That's not true. No, that's, that's not, not true. true. Okay. If teams are next to each other, like, like Clear Creek and Washington are, 19 and 20, and the uh, the bottom team beat the, 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 uh, the top team in that two scenario, they flip. So let's say Clear Creek and Wash are the last two teams looking for an at-large berth. Mm -hmm. uh, say Clear Creek is 15 and Wash is six or Clear Creek is 16, Wash is 17. Uh, it, it looks like uh, you know that's the way. If um, that's the way they're sitting, then Wash would actually flip and take that spot from Clear Creek and Mana. That's the way I, I like uh, the way that that works. I, I guess. I mean, yeah. a little yeah. bit of common they sense. To, they must be adjacent to each other in the standings. So okay. If they're, if they're two spots apart, then that. We look at Class Three A real quick in the RPI, and and again, Jeff's been on top of this all all season long. Uh, he knows the formula and has been completely accurate with with the numbers uh, before they were officially released. We've got uh, this week uh, Humboldt's your your number one ranked team in Three A RPI wise. Then it's uh, Adel DeSoto, Minburn, Nevada. Uh, is three ahead of Mount Vernon, which is uh, four, and, and that's despite Mount Vernon being undefeated, Nevada uh, having lost a game. Then it's Harlan at five, which I think everybody has ranked number ranked number one. Uh, again, a loss in the first game of the season to Council Bluffs, Lewis Central, uh, Creston Independent, North Polk, and Algona, uh, uh, and Solon is come in as as the rest of your top ten. Anything in, in the three A RPI that stands out to you at all, Jeff? Mm -hmm. um, not really. Uh, like I said uh, earlier, it, it's going to sort itself out. Some of these teams are, you know, up top are still going to, uh, you know, win or lose. Harlan plays ADM this week, uh, so that's probably, you know, if, if Harlan would win that, they're going to jump up a little bit. Uh, probably that might get Harlan uh, past Mount Vernon. Uh, you know, they probably would lead to Mount Vernon as well. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of go through that. Um, Algona, so that means that uh, District Two would have four qualifiers, and uh, and Central DeWitt. Uh, you know, there's a lot of games left to be played. Like that Independence West Delaware District, West Delaware plays Hampton Dumont, who's 15 this week, and then West Delaware uh, hosts Independence next week. So there's there's still a lot, uh, and I think this, that's kind of the case in these districts. There's still a lot of a lot of balls to drop. 
looking at last week's schedule, <clears throat> excuse me, or last week's results, we we kind of um, talked amongst ourselves that it really wasn't the marquee week as no. far as individual matchups. And that kind of played out, um, you know, true with the final scores. The one, you know, big game, I guess you could say that that we were all kind of curious about uh, or one of the ones was was Durant and West Branch. And West Branch just uh, did a number on Durant in that uh, battle of um, unbeaten's 49 to 13, Jeff, 27 nothing lead at halftime. Uh, for the Bears, legit team, no question about that. Held uh, Nolan DeLong, Durant's outstanding running back to 101 yards on on 21 carries. So uh, a little bit of a surprise to you, I guess, as far as, as the spread in that game. Yeah, yeah, I thought uh, with DeLong that uh, Durant would be able to, you know, to put put together some drives, you know, sustain some drives, maybe get some – some explosive plays out of that. And it, it would be a lot closer than that. But uh, the more the season goes, the better I'm starting to think that West Branch might be. I'm going to be down there next week or on Friday when they host Regina. I'll get a good uh, good up close and look <clears throat> personal look at the, at the Bears. And we'll see how good they really are. I'm, I'm afraid they're, that they're this is a very, very good team that uh, probably is going to be in the Unidome here in a few weeks. Other games of note, uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy was was upended by Cedar Falls up in the dome last week, twenty three to to sixteen. I think Cedar Falls got out to a, a pretty big lead there at halftime and and uh, ended up with the win there. Boy, can you figure out the Tigers, Jeff? I mean, they they've had well, some really notable wins and uh, you know maybe yeah. a loss or two that was a surprise, but this is a big victory for for Cedar Falls. Sure it is. And uh, if you're Kennedy, you're not going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, you know that probably led to some short fields for for Cedar Falls. Um, takes away five scoring opportunities in, in a game where you know high school game, twelve minute quarters, you know, and against a team like Cedar Falls, they're gonna you know they'll they'll hog some clock as well. So there probably just weren't many opportunities for Kennedy to score. We uh, also kind of talked amongst ourselves last week about. Um, about uh, Jefferson maybe having an opportunity to beat a Tumwa last week. And you were out there, and uh, it turned out not to be that way. It was a Tumwa easily 54-6. to six. You know, tell us a little bit about what you saw maybe. Uh, Jefferson had a couple of pretty good drives to start the game, and then, you know, everything just kind of went south for the Jayhawks, right? Yeah, uh, they had a really nice drive to start the game, get a field goal. And uh, first, well, before that, they held uh, a Tumwa on fourth down. So. They hold a Tumwa, they get a field goal, and then they kick off, and then the next play is a 60-yard quarterback keep for a touchdown. Okay, 7-3. Washington, or I'm sorry, drives down again, gets another field goal, longer one, it's 7-6. You think, well, you know, they, they, they weathered the storm. Uh, we'll see what happens. The Tumwa runs the same play that they scored the first touchdown on, identical result, 64-yard uh, Touchdown, quarterback keeper. So now it's 14 6. Um, and uh, Jefferson just didn't respond after that. Uh, um, yeah. Atoma's got some speed. They've got some backs. They ran for 400 and some yards. I think they had 540 odd yards of total offense. And, and the rub was on. I was out at, uh, as 
as I mentioned a little earlier, I was, uh, went down to Tiffin, uh, what turned out to be a really interesting game. Um, Cedar Rapids, Washington, hung on to beat Clear Creek, man, at 27-24. Pretty significant there uh, just because of the of the district, uh, you know, thing in the playoffs, Jeff. Just uh, we're all kind of assuming that Xavier is going to be your, your top. It's going to be your district winner, so that leaves – um, you know, your runner up, which is very much in the air, uh, big game for Washington this week, uh, at Newton, uh, which we discussed uh, a little earlier, Newton being undefeated. So, uh, you know, if Washington could, could somehow win that game Friday night, it's looking pretty good. Quite frankly, when you, you look at the remaining part of the schedule for the Warriors with Oskaloosa, which I think has one win and, and Pella, which is, uh, you know, very surprisingly, um, winless so uh but washington looked good uh getting out to a 21 nothing lead and uh clear creek amanda lost its starting quarterback um to uh to an injury in the game and they had to bring in a sophomore and boy i tell you they uh uh the game just kind of flipped and it was really weird there were so many weird things interceptions uh safeties uh penalties galore personal foul penalties um you know up the wazoo there uh from both teams uh, but Washington hung on for the 27-24 win, which was significant for it, and had the three-game losing streak and, uh, you know, kind of set itself up if it can take care of business, like I said, Friday night looking pretty good um, for the for that second uh, spot in the district. So um, it, might be, it might be make or break for Washington this week. If they yeah. win, I think they're sitting really, really good. And if they lose, then uh, – probably going to need some help because they'll be sitting three and four overall and that uh, uh, they'll be sitting outside the top uh, 20 in the RPI and uh, it'll be difficult if they get beat this week. I'm trying to think Washington went five and four last year and got in. Is that if five I remember and four, four and five? I can look that up real quick. Um, it was a loss to Clear Creek uh, to go three and Xavier. four. Yeah, and I think lost they were in a three-way tie for second in that. In okay, that. and I think it was the deal where was it Newton and Wash got in, or Clear Creek and Wash got in, and Pella was out. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, um, that is correct because it was a very, very even district, kind of like it is this year. I think as right. it's going out that way. So, um, other games of note: Man, Mount Vernon. I'm starting to think Mount Vernon is big time legit, Jeff. Um, yeah. 42-17 win at Davenport Assumption, 28-7 lead at halftime for the Mustangs. And, uh, you know, junior quarterback Joey Romberg keeps throwing it around, 252 yards and three touchdowns. Henry Ryan rushed for over 100 yards. Evan Brazi had over 100 yards uh, in receiving. Uh, you, you know, you go down there and you beat Assumption, even though Assumption now is only two and four. Uh, I mean, that's that's a pretty big statement to me. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. Um, Assumption's a very, very good two and four. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. And uh, for, for Mount Vernon to, to go over there and win, I thought they would have their hands full. I thought they might even go down there and get beat. Um, to go down and win by 25 points is, uh, speaks very well of, of um, what Mount Vernon might be. Mount Vernon's going to run the table. There's no doubt about that. They're, they're going to, they got Makoka this week. Then they go to uh, DeWitt Central, Vinton Shellsburg. <clears throat> they're going to be 9-0 and, uh, and should have a, you know, a pretty nice uh, 
leading path to, to making the UD Dolls home. You know, who knows? Maybe they'll be playing Solon in the quarters. What a great moment. Uh, just as an aside here real quick, uh, uh, Sunday night football featured yeah. a matchup of, uh, of a couple of former Mount Vernon classmates uh, and Jack Cochran, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs as a linebacker. And, of course, Tristan Wirfs, the uh, uh, all-pro offensive tackle for, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And a really cool thing on, on Twitter that uh, Tristan posted just mm-hmm. to – they exchanged their jerseys after the game and, and smiled for a, for a really nice photo. And, you know, for a small community, a smaller community like Mount Vernon to have two guys um, make the NFL is amazing. Yeah. And then for them to, to kind of go head to head that, that, that was really, uh, that was really very cool. I yeah, thought that's, that's a big deal. And uh, um, yeah, kudos to both of those guys. Uh, you know, works was kind of the, the five-star guy that, uh, you know, everybody anticipated was going to be in the NFL at some point. Jack Cochran, not as much. I mean, he took more of a, you know, uh, a back roads route to, to getting there and, uh, and good for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one other score of note, uh, here come the walk-on Indians, Jeff Linder. <laughs> They're looking pretty good. All of a sudden 28 to six win at Dubuque Wallard at the Rock Bowl last week. Um, Wakan started out surprisingly 0-3, and all of a sudden, three big wins later, including one over, you know, North Fayette Valley that kind of started this run, and now this one over Waller, it looks like Wakan has uh, turned it around and gotten right back to where Wakan always gets, right? Yeah, yeah, they're this year's Williamsburg, and uh, uh, I was really surprised that they went uh, over to, to Waller and won. Waller had a really good season. Uh, you know, Wakan started with uh, losses against Waverly and Decorah and Crestwood, but uh, they've rattled off three in a row and uh, they got Jessup and Union to finish a regular season. They should uh, run the table there and get to five and zero in their district. And and uh, who knows what they're capable of doing once they get into the postseason. I was uh, I had to <clears throat> chuckle a little bit internally and talk talking to Coach Chad Beerman uh, Saturday morning uh, just about things and. Uh, he admitted, he goes, I was stunned. I was shocked that we were on three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they're not used to it. I mean, is, they've been in the semifinals, uh, Wakan has, you know, every year since 17, 2017, they've been in the playoff semifinals. So, but, you know, they found a way to turn it around and that's, uh, you know, obviously playing their best, it's best football here uh, down the stretch. So yeah. any other game that, that kind of, you know, hit you, Jeff, uh, at all from last Friday? Oh, boy, I I can't think of anything offhand. I think after that, pretty much everything was was pretty much chalk that, uh, you know, without a whole lot of surprises. But, uh, uh, you know, it's on to the on to week seven and uh, it's time to time to get out our winter coats. It looks like. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy this. We're taping this on Wednesday. So I uh, hope you enjoy this last apparent uh, warm day. Cause it's going to be uh it's going to be football weather. It's going to be chilly weather, right? Jeff, you love That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I've already made two batches of it this year. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, off the top, looking at this, uh, looking at this week's schedule, um, big one to me uh, is down at Batesfield, Iowa city high and, and, and pleasant Valley. Um, city high is kind of creep right back up into the top 10. I think we had them at seven this week, if I remember correctly. Yeah, six or seven. Yeah, six there's seven. 
Uh, Pleasant Valley is is in there at uh, three, I believe, for us, uh, undefeated team. You know what? What are your thoughts? I guess just on uh, on this matchup, uh, I don't think there's any questions. So you guys got a legit shot to to win this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Uh, City High is really explosive. They've got a really good aerial attack uh, led by Weston, uh, and they're going to be going up against a really good defense. Uh, Pleasant Valley is giving up eight points a game, which is best in Class 5A, and uh, Pleasant Valley also has a rushing attack that, with you know, 300 yards a game that uh, might be able to help keep City High's offense off the field. So, um, you know, how... How much can can Larson and Kelly, Kelly uh, Maddox do against uh, against PV's defense? I think that a lot uh, that will go a long ways to uh, determining on who wins the game. At Kingston Stadium, we've got a real uh, a real interesting and real big game. Uh, Davenport West plays Cedar Rapids Kennedy, and and we talked about West and the kind of Cinderella story that it's putting together and. We talked about Kennedy coming off the loss and uh, all the turnovers uh, last Friday night against Cedar Falls. I think this will show, to me anyway, Jeff, this will show uh, exactly, um, I, w- I don't want to say how good, but uh, maybe maybe that is the, the case, that, that West really is uh, playing a Kennedy team that's going to be a little PO'd coming off of a subpar performance. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to find out a lot about Davenport West this week. If they can come in to Kingston and not, not even necessarily win, but if they can come and be competitive, um, then yeah, that's a good team. Uh, I think we learned that they're pretty good last week when they beat, I would say, uh, uh, an average to above average Dubuque senior team, 28 to 10. Um, so if they can hang with Kennedy, um, Hey, they're, they're pretty legit. I look at, uh, you know, one of the four downs we did this week was, uh, you know, what's uh, what's the district that and what class is, is that you're really kind of uh, in most intrigued by. I'm kind of paraphrasing here. And uh, to me, it's the district uh, in class 1A where, where I think there's five teams that are all, you know, fairly equal teams. Uh, Waterloo, Columbus. Cascade, Sumner, Fredericksburg, Dyersville, Beckman, and MFL Marmack, five pretty good teams, I think, too, Jeff. Uh, And we have no idea how this is going to shake out one through four, and we do know for sure that one of those good teams isn't even going to make the playoffs. So with that in mind, you know, you got Beckman against Sumner, Fredericksburg, and all of a sudden, you know, we had Beckman ranked number one at one point, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Beckman is in, you know, uh, pretty needs to win just to make the playoffs. Who would yeah. have thought, right? Yeah, that, that that's a big win for them, or a big game for them. And uh, exactly, uh, NFL is playing really good football right now. And I know one of those wins is a forfeit win from 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 Osage. They lost on the field, but um, you know they've got this. Uh, uh, Wyatt Howell, who's uh, at 618 yards, he's averaging 11 per carry. Uh, their game against Cascade this week is is huge, and and Cascade's got a good rusher in, in Jack Minster, who's almost got a thousand yards this year. So uh, that's a huge game. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Beckman and um, Sumner Fredericksburg. That might be an elimination game. Uh, Waterloo Columbus is in the mix. Uh, you talked about uh, which district's the best. I I would say. 
two uh, two of the uh, 1A districts in our area, the one you mentioned, and then the one down south with West Branch and Regina and, and Minneapolis, Durant, Wilton. Uh, that's a that's a good district as well. Yeah, somebody's going to be the odd team out, on, unfortunately. Yeah, or... and, and I think the more, more we go, it looks like that 15 is probably going to be Wilton. Okay, all right. Uh, kind of looking, scrolling up, up and down. You're get. You said you're going to be at West Branch on Friday night, correct? Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, KJ Pilcher, our cohort, is going to be at Kingston Stadium for that game. Uh, I'm going to be at Bates Field for City High and Pleasant Valley. Um, other games, kind of of note, looking around here, Xavier and Clear Creek, Manor. Um, as Xavier continues to roll, uh, Assumption and Benton community, man, Assumption schedules just been brutal tough this season. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, DeWitt Central, Benton Shellsbury hasn't been playing too bad of football. Um, th those two teams meet. So, um, one thing I wanted to uh, ask you, Jeff, is which class do you think is the deepest, the toughest, the strongest? So far from what we've seen, um, you know, maybe the 10 teams or even just five teams, six teams, whatever, that have a legit chance to, you know, to win a state championship. What do you think is the strongest, deepest class out there right now? Can I pick two? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I, I like 4A a lot and I like 1A a lot. Uh, 4A, you've got Lewis Central, you got Xavier, you've got Waverly. At those uh, those suburban uh, Central Iowa teams, you've got your Carlisle, Indianola, Bonner, Norwalk. So I, I think that's a really deep class. One A has had you know kind of around number one teams. Uh, you, you know you've got West Sioux, you got Van Meter, West Branch is looking like a rocking crew. Uh, Dighton, Hartford, and AP Underwood. Uh, you know, Ella Christian, we liked Beckman a lot earlier in the year. Uh, I, I would say 1A and 4A to me are probably the deepest classes. Uh, what sayeth you? Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I like maybe 1A just a smidge more. I, I gosh, I just, I just look up and down there, and, and um, you know, Van Meter obviously is, is going to be a title contender. You see, you know, Underwood's just destroyed everybody. We know West Branch is legit. Uh, Carol Kemper's sitting there at 6-0 and, and hardly anybody's talking about it. And, and you know, the Knights have destroyed everybody. Uh, uh, Dyke New Hartford beat Appleton Parkersburg last week, gave AP its first loss. I mean, you just go up and down the, uh, up and down the list here. Pella Christian, which took a loss, unexpected. You know, a couple of weeks ago to Sigourney Kyoto, that's a legit team. West Sioux uh, only has one loss, and that's to a to a bigger school. So, uh, and then we talked about you know the the great the great district. Uh, you know, we're talking about how Darsville Beckman might not, possibly might not even make the playoffs. So, I agree with you. One A and four A to me are the strongest. Uh, if you had to nudge me one direction or the other, uh, I might go. I might say one A is just a titch. Uh, and and you, you, you go even past the top 10 in 1A, um, you know, Western Christian. Yeah. They're 4 and 2. They're good. They're really good. Uh, you know, nobody's talking about Regina. They're 4 and 2. 
Yeah. Who's to say they can't get hot in the playoffs and make a run? Uh, Sigourney Kyoto beat Pella Christian a few weeks ago. So even even after the top ten, um, it, that's a really really good class. And, and I think you're right. I, I think one A's probably the best and the deepest, but uh, you know, it's pretty good too. Should we do the survivor pool thing real quick? Yeah. Um, we're, uh, this is our week that we where you have we're kind of wedged into picking a uh, uh, a certain class because we've this is our this is week seven and there's seven classes. Nathan went with Mount Vernon over Makokita. I'm going to go Midland over Lansing Key. I mean that's not a slam dunk, but uh, um, I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, Midland's playing pretty well. Uh, Key's not bad, but uh, this might be the week I get knocked out. And uh, who, who you who you got this week, JJ? Uh, I can't remember what I told you. Albernat over Wapolo. Right. Um, the Pirates uh, have, uh, I was just, I, I love looking at stats. I know you do too. We're, we're stats nerds, but uh, Mason neighbor at Albernat, his last two games is, I believe it is completed 17 and 20 passes for nine touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's his last two games. Uh, so I'm going to ride that neighbor train. All right. And there are Um, four neighbors on the Albernet team, by the way, like a good neighbor, Albernet mm -hmm. is there. So there you go. It's a neighborhood. (laughs) Neighborhood. Yep. Um, and Albernet, uh, you talk about teams that kind of jumped up out of nowhere. I I think we have to talk about unity, uh, down Columbus junction, uh, program that's been down way down. And they're six and zero, and uh, they play Albernet next week, and that's going to be one of the uh, the big games in week eight. And Columbus has has just put the hammer down on teams mm-hmm. too. If you look at the scores, I mean, it hasn't really had a close game at all. Thirty nine nineteen has been his closest win, and that was over Wapolo. Um, pounded Lisbon forty nine twenty. You know, fifty five fourteen, fifty five nothing, forty nine twenty, sixty three twenty eight. Put up 71 last week, 71 to 14 over North Mahaska. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good to see, you know, programs like that, that have been that kind of down, uh, you know, finally rebound. And, you know, we talked about Davenport West. Des Moines North is sitting there with four wins and lost a close game last week to Des Moines Roosevelt. We all know how uh, how how many struggles North's had uh, over the years in football. So, yeah, maybe uh, – Maybe maybe things are maybe evening out a little bit, um, you know, with with schools a little bit more uh, able to to schedule, uh, you know, make some non especially non district games, I guess uh, that that are winnable uh, moving forward. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we sign off here, Jeffrey? Oh, we have one other thing we want to talk about. I think we've got. It. I think we've pretty much handled everything. Um, you said you talked about where. Uh, where everybody's going to be this week. So I think we're probably kind of coming to an end. We will, uh, two more weeks for the small schools in the regular season, three for the big schools. Um, playoffs will be here before you know it. Uh, at the gazette.com, we've got pretty much everything. We got a live running scoreboard every week uh, on Friday nights. Uh, we've got feature stories, uh, RPIs, you know, you name it. Um, that's a place to go for, for all your information um, from our area here, Eastern Iowa, basically. So 
for another edition of the Prep Huddle Podcast. This That's Jeff Blender. I'm Jeff Johnson. I'm going to let you do the KJ thing here, Jeff, to take us out. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. All weekend. right. Yeah, keep, keep that head on as well. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.